This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next, it's Studemonia, discussion and stories about living well in New Zealand from international students across Canterbury, supported by the Ministry of Education. This episode of Studemonia is part one of a special recording of the UC Postgrad Students Association open mic event called Bring a Verse from Home. This was an evening for students to share memories and thoughts and experiences from home. Hello again, everyone. I'm Datatre, and I'd like to welcome you to the UC PGSA postgrad open mic, uh, Bring a Verse from Home. So, yeah, we have a we have a wide variety of uh, postgrads today to perform student uh, poetry, stories, and everything for you. And uh, I look forward to welcoming them as MC for the most part of this event. And uh, before we start, I would probably like to explain some motivation behind why we're doing something like an open mic. So, uh, as most of you know, we have a very strong, very and, and wide base of international students supporting the club. And uh, as most of you know, and I don't think I have to point it out, COVID's still around. And most of us have been away from home for quite a while, including myself. And uh, I found myself uh, going back to a lot of media that I consumed growing up, just as a sign of connection to whatever was coming up and, and, and whatever I was missing while going home. Although the situation back home is very different from what it was early on. And that's where the idea came from. We wanted people to uh, bring up their own stories, their own poems, their own songs, or something, some form of media that they feel reminds them of home. And possibly in sharing some of that, uh, they might actually get a sense of belonging from all the people who <laughs> are feeling the same. So we do have a really, uh, really nice lineup today. Most of our performers are performing uh, spoken poetry, spoken word, and I think we have a song coming up. And uh, yeah, yeah, with that, uh, uh, we did have a list of uh, pre-registered, uh, uh, pre-registered participants, performers for this event. And we have gone through that very randomly. And <laughs> we'll, we'll be calling up people with in no particular order. But uh, uh, yeah, so the first person that I have on the list here is Molly. And I'd like to welcome Molly, and I'd like to welcome her story. Hello. Um, this is not really a story. It's just some um, midnight ramblings. So um, <laughs> bear with me. Uh, it's about like this past year. Dialecticals. Uh, dialectical describes the concept that two opposing ideas can be true at the same time. You have to remember that I'm lucky. I've never really been homesick, but you wouldn't think it for how I acted as a kid. You see, I didn't like to leave home. At age five, I would trail my parents at a park just like a little duckling instead of playing on a playground. My idea of an adventure was to spend the day hiding and in reading in as many corners of my house as possible. I remember my grandmother once telling me that she thought that even when I grew up, I would never leave home. But then at age eight, I went away to sleepaway camp. I know, how quintessentially American. Still, that's what we did when school let out. Plus, you have to remember, I'm lucky. My first summer there, I think my mom was more nervous than I was. She prepped me both with outdoor gear and friendly phrases to use with my cabin mates. Her worries made me feel like I had to prove I would be okay. 
And even though it was the longest that I'd been away from home, I was okay. I realized I didn't miss home, not physical place, and not even the concept. That's because the seven other girls in that cabin became my best friends and my home. There was nothing to miss when I found that I wasn't alone. And at age 18, it was much the same. Despite my grandmother's words, I did leave home for university. Not that I found home there right away, but it grew on me. As a scientist, I like to define my terms, but as a writer, I know that some things like home can't be described. They have to be felt. You know that feeling when you're on a flight that's descending and you look out the window and you feel that sigh move down from the top of your head all the way to the tips of your toes, like the exhale after a breath you didn't know you were holding, all because you're headed home. That's what it feels like. And I remember distinctly when I started to feel that way about the city where I went to university. I was going home to university, and at the same time, I didn't feel as much at home when I returned to the place that I grew up. I felt like I'd outgrown it. I felt different there, and I felt more myself at school. And I remember distinctly that I started to get that feeling I could be home in many places when I began to travel. Because I'm lucky, I was able to travel the world. I went to Italy, Colombia, Kenya. Each time, I got a tingling in my toes, not just from the wanderlust, but the possibility of what could be, that I could live there. I could find a home. You know that feeling you get when you're wandering in an unfamiliar place, but it feels as if you could live there your whole life? That's how it felt. So it was just a matter of time before I made the leap to actually live somewhere else. I chose New Zealand, and I came here in January of 2020. In other words, I got lucky. And I felt lucky to be able to spend so much time somewhere I'd never been, while hoping that it could be home. When the lockdown happened, I had to fight to stay here. My parents wanted me back, but I told them I needed to wait it out. Honestly, I wasn't sure I could be back again, for the same reason I couldn't when I was at university. I didn't fit anymore. I was someone else. Even though being here meant being alone, I still clung to my chance at home, and I'm lucky because it was the best place I could have ended up, as it turns out. In March, when Zoom was new and exciting, I had my first Zoom holiday with my family members. We celebrated Passover, singing songs and sharing smiles, my whole extended family, and more. I felt lucky because we never gathered like that in person, and it reminded us all we weren't alone. During the lockdown, I listened to the news from home every morning. I thought about what it would be like to be there, but as our realities grew further and further apart, it became harder to imagine. In June, I had my birthday, and I should have been happy because New Zealand was opening up at the end of the lockdown. It was the best present in the world because it was the world, back again as normal. But I didn't feel lucky. I was alone, eating a piece of cake at my, ch my kitchen counter, no one to sing me happy birthday. Most of all, I was left with the thought that my family would never know me at age 23. In October, my grandmother passed away. And it was just another Zoom meeting to remember her. But I was lucky because I did get to attend. And I was lucky because at the end, I could shed my black clothes and I could leave to get away from the grief. My life was still so different from everyone else that I knew back home. It truly was an alternate reality. So in January, I started the new year thinking, I'm lucky, I'm lucky, I'm so lucky, but sometimes I don't feel like it. I knew I wasn't missing much back home in terms of the day to day, but I felt the loss of the weight of that time. In some ways, I felt like I should have been there. 
And I knew that I was lucky. I was sure I was, exactly because of the contrast of our lives. Because I was better off here. That's what everyone said. It was not fair not to be. My friends, my family, most everyone I knew was still inside. They were stuck, but I could move forward. This March, I had to fight to stay here again. My visa was expiring just weeks after I was finishing my thesis, so I submitted the forms to immigration, and I prayed that I would get to stay. Because I didn't want to leave. Well, most of me didn't want to leave, but oddly, that's when my family home started to feel like home again. I've never really been homesick, but I think it's because I neglected to think about the importance of a place to return to. All of those times I thought about making a new place my home, I always had the old one in the back of my mind, just as a place to land in case. And I began to feel that distance between us, both physical and mental, and I wanted to be there at the same time that I was sure that I wouldn't. During our Zoom Passover this year, my aunt made an offhand comment that I was the one least affected by COVID, and I knew what she meant, but I still became upset because on the surface it's true, I know I'm lucky, but below that, I too can't hug the ones that I love. I might have a greater surface area to explore, more air to breathe, less fear day to day, but I can't pop by for a casual Sunday dinner. I can't have even a masked meetup with my old friends. My only option is through the phone or a screen. And in this, I know I'm not alone. There are many of us stuck in the same boat, so to say, though maybe it's more apt to say stuck. We have to watch and wait as the situation in our home countries unfolds. And even though being there probably wouldn't change things, somehow being apart makes us feel helpless. Plus, we can't make plans. We can't see into the future. We can't leave. It helps me sometimes, though, to think that we're in this together. Next month, it's my birthday again. And I'm lucky, because this time I won't be alone. I know that I can fill a room with my friends, with voices to sing me happy birthday. But beyond that happy scene, my dearest wish is that I can get a vaccine as a belated birthday present. Otherwise, I wonder, will my family ever know me at age 24? Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly, for that uh, powerful performance. Moving on, the next person on the list is Kerry Manson, our very own Kerry Manson from the Department of yeah, Maths and Stats. And I'll let Kerry take the stage. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I usually perform as Cat Monkey because it's a bit less serious than Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not from as far away as some of you. I'm from Auckland um, originally. and. I spent some time living in this uh, small town north of Auckland called Walkworth, which is quickly becoming a big town. Um, and so this poem's about Walkworth. It's called Walkworth's Energy Taken Up in Riverside Recovery. Desedimentation would make this town worthwhile in traps and graces, even winter, buying repeats of a repeat of repentance, old ignorance given sentence, Discovery, hurt all over, one at a time. Every year, it is this year, and the like, what was going on here before visibility came to this once riverine town, before the new sections and visiting trade utes, between knowing the creek and remembering the Maharangi. 
Let me consider takeoff. Let me think out sideways winding the business of drift and run the current approach. The glass half bent and half difficult. The ship shape and the outgunned one ant biting me everywhere. Here are good rambles with trees either side, both native and introduced. Though the going preference is more of one at expense of the other. Lost pines got to go, like cranes after building. Lost levels of radiata, lofted open, lofted closed, too damn thirsty. Talk to me like I am, a clod of dirt fresh from a post hole, and see if anything profounds from my direction. Nothing's to be said and everything to be listened on with discretion. Nothing. With pale eyes in another tribe, nothing. With a beat and a blast, forgetting all comers, nothing. Poor little oak trees, seeing their seed about them and thinking back to themselves, as themselves, but more concentrated, nothing. See all in an instant, another death, skipped by chance at life, a pace set by fate. I would pay off glistening ghosts if they would leave me alone. But every night they litter my bedroom floor like acorns. I crunch through them to get to bed, and even as many become unviable, so then others drop from my tired limbs. Thanks. Um, this one's called We Can't Get Too Annoyed. I'm at that certain level of hopelessness that comes with losing maybe an hour and a half and not being sure what happened. I got up one minute to add some lentils to the casserole, and then all of a sudden, the sun's going down and the lentils are basically cooked. I had to add some more water, and I put in quinoa too. That soaked up the water like buggery. Still, I'm surprised at what happened. It evaporated on me. Time and water mixed. And I can't work out if it's more profound to say that time is a liquid, or that water is a dimension. The difference can't amount to much, but much of a muchness is built up from blocks of water, or bits thereof, so I care. It's the mystery that makes it worth trying. I hit a fly today with a stack of washing, and it definitively stopped buzzing and humming and carrying on, but I don't know where the body went. Get them at the start of spring, the hardy ones that worked through winter. You don't want them making too many more. It's like rabbits and magpies, though rabbits would look better black and white, while magpies should frolic around, hop, 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 looking for something, trouble, always, always. Thanks. Um, so, in Auckland, near where I grew up, there's a suburb called Avondale, and um, but here there's a suburb called Avondale, I think, I don't know, yeah? So and this is a kind of like Auckland slash Christchurch poem, so um, you can decide which one you think it's about or not. It's mainly about magpies again. <laughs> magpies are suburb birds in my mind, raised in fast lanes, making life shiny in, in order to make it work. Getting, get done, done all grouped and made together, and then, done, they'll leave for a lifestyle block. 
They have competitive advantage to squander. Four directions versus one. A mental streak that puts them in front of other birds. The problem for our native wings is not a lack of food. It isn't that they're rolled up on their backs in a last hope to catch clouds with talons. It's false noise as decoys, convinced of a herd mentality without the herd in any meaningful sense. In a crooked line like dancing buzzers, making a tangle of paths to come back the other way to the world caught out in ambition. Okay, um, so I've been busy, as everyone, you know, it's uni. So um, I'm going to read my to-do list. Um, There's an open mic. So. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Totally, totally open, right? All right, so um, this is my to-do list. Misplace love like good evidence. Misplace truth like it's only a number. Turn in wronged directions and moments. Yearn for something loud, or allowed at least. Let your person go. Be there where a short system died. Put on one shoe and then the other. Forget feasts. Die several deaths. Jump when you jangle. Bang into electrical items. Fluids are for fluid dynamics. Golf carts are for board mechanics. Divide and then decide to divide a little bit more often. Use drains to splice phase. Use flame to light ways. Picture candles in your mind. Paint an erroneous sign. Forget fish. They don't do it for me. Praise wasps, bees and hornets. But don't be too loud in singing things for bees that they can sing themselves. Drink candle wax, clean jandle stacks, squidge footwear, then trousers into a soft pile and find a willing person to fall asleep upon it. In one, in one fell swoop, do things. And amongst these plans, find time for vagaries. And amongst these vagaries, find time for planting beans and other greens. Thanks. I hope I get all of it done. See you later. Thanks, Gary. Oops, Cat Monkey, for the amazing performances. And uh, yeah, uh, it's always good to hear fresh voices from around. And uh, yeah, so I'll. Uh, Next performer is, uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure I'm perform, it's pronouncing it slightly wrong, but forgive me, uh, Nigar Muhammad Jassin, and she'll be performing a song for us today. And let Nigar take up the stage. Hi, um, so I'm from Iran, and in autumn you hear this song about um, autumn on radio a lot. And one of the reasons I um, chose this song to sing for you tonight is that my dad loves Autumn and he loves this song as well. But also um, this song has some uh, nice, um, uh, you know, it, it inspires people for uh, having hope and like getting inspired by the in nature to continue on life. So that's why I chose this song. And this is my first time actually singing in front of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> 
خوش بارون می خورشید از غم با تمام غرورش پشت آبر سیاهی آشغانه به گریه می من با قلبی به سپیدی با امید بهاران می روم به گلستان لا بلای درختان می باشد روزی به امید بهاران روی دامن سر را لال روی شعر هستی بلوانم جاری پرتوانم آری می داشت و سهرا ره پیمای قله ها هستم من راه خود در توفان در کنار یاران می نوردم دارم امید که دهد روزی سختی کوهستان جانم پاکی این کوه داشت سر باشد روزی برسد به جهان شعر هستی بلم جان نهاده برکت راه انسان ها را در نوردم ره پیمایه در کوهستان یا کبیر تشنه یا که در جنگل ها راه نوردی شاد و پر شعر هستی بودن و کوشیدن رفتن و پیوستن از کجیب و سستن جان فدا کردند راه حق است شعر هستی بودن و کوشیدن رفتن و پیوستن از کجیب و کسستن جان فدا کردند راه حق So the translation of the song is uh, that there's a person who's walking uh, in a forest and the person is saying that I see that it's autumn and like uh, the trees are naked and like no leaves on the trees and the weather is gloomy but I have the hope that and I know that uh, spring is coming every year after the autumn there's a spring so um, like I should also be hopeful for like I should get inspired by the nature and be, stay hopeful for my life and it says that um, I hope that the song of um, life 
goes around and spreads around the whole world, and um, people and like um, and it says that um, this song of uh, life is uh, just about um, being, trying, and joining, and um, tr um, dedicating your life for what is truth uh, with your friends and your with your community. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks again, Miguel, for the amazing song. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always nice to have songs like this, right? We all have songs that we once heard on a, say, on a radio show or somewhere on an old TV set, and uh, it, it, it often happens that you just forget the song, and then sometimes it comes up very weirdly in your YouTube recommendations. No wonder how that happens. But <laughs> once that comes up, it's like you have the songs, and the songs stay. And those songs, they're not, some of them, I mean, personal experience included, but some of them turn out to be these really good bangers. Yeah. <laughs> At least in India, there's this culture going on of uh, remaking songs. And that's also nice because like, you see, you, see, you heard the remake, you realize it's trash, and you go back to the original song. And that turns out to be much more amazing than uh, it, you thought it was. That's <laughs> what so all the performers did. And if you have performed in the first half, please, please feel free to grab some of the merchandise. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to part one of Bring a Verse from Home, an open mic event hosted by the UC Postgrad Students Association. Tune in this Sunday at 9 p.m. for part two. Thank you.